The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the decay and rascal of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who is always in the MVP conversation. Josh, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm right now Googling decay and rascal. Oh, I'll be very interested in what comes up. Nothing. Nothing? Okay, do you want me to tell you where this came from? It's pretty nerdy. Yeah, I live okay, for so nerdy decay- stuff. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it might not be the nerdy stuff you're oh, into. Oh, it's not though. the nerdy stuff. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, Decay and Rascal are both Overwatch League players uh... that both played for the Dallas Fuel, both of who were DPS players that were, at mm, Decay at least, MVP quality player. Both of which who could not get along with their team and were released by the Dallas Fuel despite being probably the best player on the team. So you compared us to problematic players? <laughs> I compared us to people who are very, very good at what they do, but just the other people they do it with can't seem to way, find a way to properly utilize them. Right. It's those people's fault, not their fault. That's correct. Well, hey, if it's Rascals got onto another team and did it great. Decay did it great on a team prior to coming to the Dallas Fuel. So clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's good. Good for them. Good for you. Good for us. <laughs> I that's certainly right. am not a DPS player and I'm not always uh, in the MVP conversation, but I'm flattered that <laughs> that is how you think. Hey, you're in the MVP of podcast hosting conversation. That well, is for sure. Only in Zimbabwe, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to zimbabwe apparently we're big in zimbabwe mm. we appreciate it we'll take it we'll definitely take it josh how are you doing i'm i'm, I'm all right i'm doing okay you know i'm doing the best i can we're in the middle of this whole will they won't they go back to school situation right now so everyone's a little stressed because they're really dragging their feet on a, a decision that that um, once it's made, people are going to have to adjust their lives. So uh, it's coming down to the wire. When, when do you traditionally go back to school, or when is going back to school date set right now? You, I, I believe, or originally it was a twenty. Uh, what's twenty fourth? Was the okay? Was so the we go are back like date. two weeks away. Yeah, the the teachers' union gave us a whopping uh, ten days extra to get things in order. So technically, the start date is the 14th, I believe now, or at least the week of the 14th of September. Um, that being said, no one feels comfortable where anything is going. They keep doing these public Zoom and Facebook meetings right. for every parent mm-hmm. and anyone who's interested can jump on and ask questions. And it's they're asking questions to people who don't have answers to what they're presenting. So it's been very right. frustrating. Uh, so we're just like we're just not like worry, and that, and Massachusetts is not doing as well as we were. So, right, 
at least at home, we're starting to worry that they might close daycares again because they're rolling back uh, some phases. So right. we're a little bit worried about that. Too. So, you know, everything's stressful. So even the good stuff isn't as sweet as it usually is. You know, the situation we're in in my state, Josh, is we the state has mandated face-to-face school. So that is mandated by the state. Everyone has to go back to at least 50% face-to-face. Minimum 50% face-to-face. We are the only state who has done that that also has no mask Oh, my. So our state has no mask mandate, but we're also the only... So uh, we're the only state who's done both of those things. No mask mandate, must have at least 50% back-to-back. So two school districts in my state said their school board basically said, we're not going back face-to-face. Yeah. Right? We are going to start the semester online. To which they were told, no, you will not. (laughs) If you do, there might be licensure impacts for all of your professionals down the road, and those credits will not count for your students. So they're blackmailing people into getting people sick. They're saying that they're violating the law, is what has been told that they, as do not have the right as a school board to make those decisions because they will be violating state law and they don't have the right to do that. Oh boy, what a mess. So that's the fun thing that's going on in my state right now. It's pretty exciting. Oh. Yeah, that's everything is terrible, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> but on the plus side, Josh, do you want to know something that is actually kind of exciting? Yeah, of course. I finished community. <laughs> that's a good yeah, you got over the hump, right? Because it was a struggle I, well, <laughs> to finish. It was now. I will come now. I will say the first three seasons very good. Yeah, season four a little rough. Season five not bad. Season six is just weird. Yeah, it's just odd. It's just a super odd, weird season, and it is interesting now that I have finished the the show, and all the talks of you know six seasons in a movie, and now hearing Dan Harmon and all the people talk about how, especially with Community being on Netflix, which is how I watched it, and the resurgence and rebirth of the fans for this show that it sounds like a a movie is a very real possibility because even donald glover said he would potentially come back at this point yeah so that's pretty pretty interesting and pretty exciting because i don't know i like those characters things got weird i will say the paintball episodes as a whole overall are all amazing the best yeah they're so good they're very very they're very very good so i hope if they do make a movie there's some sort of paintball something that happens the the pizza episode where they roll the die where every every yeah. reality happens, the D and D episode, the eight bit episode, which was weird, but I really enjoyed. There's right. a lot of good stuff in there. I will say the penultimate episode, though, the one before the finale, was very weird. <laughs> oh, it's been so long since I watched it. I don't even remember. It's the one where Garrett gets married. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta re- I gotta rewatch season six. I only watched it once, so it was just very very weird. So overall, though, I enjoyed the show. It was a great recommendation. You know, I do wish that some of the board games they played in that show actually existed. (laughs) That that should be a thing. But community, it is watched. I feel like someone who's actually watched a semi-relevant show. It's it's very relevant, I would I know, but I I usually am the person who's not up to date with television, so I feel kind of excited that I'm up to date to a degree, you know, for a show that ended five years ago (laughs) (laughs) with television. So that's exciting. Well, All I'm right. I'm glad that you've liked it uh, and watched it because I think I think everyone should at least watch some of Community. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, it, it, like I said, I definitely had some very legitimate laugh out loud moments during that show. It was pretty good. Yeah. So, I do think uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it. 
But overall, very, very good show. Ups and downs, but very good overall. So with that, everyone, we will transition to the full actual show now. So thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, send any feedback, questions, or suggested topics to Board with VG on Twitter, or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. We're a proud part of Play Some Video Games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We're thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far, and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG. But the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share what we do with someone else who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast as well as all of the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. Just one brief uh, announcement. Pause. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to think of, I'm like, what do you call it? You know, when you're programming. That's what I was looking for. One brief programming update. Next week, which is episode 150, which is kind of ridiculous to think of. will also be the Metafall episode. Nice. So next week we will be doing our predictions for game Metacritic game scores for games coming out this fall. What I've decided to do is set basically an end date, kind of like we always have, of games have to be released by X date, yeah. so, but we will include games that have the Nebulous 2020 holiday released right now. Okay. Because Halo and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, like those games are supposedly still coming. I would assume they'll come out before you know, the end of December, at least at this point, unless they get pushed to next year. So we'll still include some of those games, even though those games don't have solid release dates yet. They will just have to be released to be counted in the contest by a date to be determined in December. So we'll cover all that next week, but just don't worry. Uh, Some of those big games that I think people are very, very interested in, we will still include, even though they don't have specific dates yet. So that's just one thing. Start thinking about that, dear listener. What are your Metacritic guesses going to be? How do you think games this fall are going to score? And one of those games that I definitely want to get on the contest, transitioning, Josh, what is your first topic? Well, before, so I want to include Fall Guys in this topic because (laughs) I I don't know why. It kind of fits into the what you play in category. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So have have you played Fall Guys? I have. Okay. I first attempted to play Fall Guys on Friday night. I I, wait, I tried for 30 minutes straight to get into uh, games. Uh, it, their servers are just down, uh, yeah, which is a bummer. Yeah, server issues. But, you know, that's, it's, kind of, it's, it's a blessing for them, but, you know, it's just frustrating for players yep. uh, who want to play it, especially for, like, PC players who probably paid money for it, not PlayStation players who got it for free. It's probably right. more frustrating for the PC players. Yeah, uh, probably. But I was I've been able to get in um pretty consistently since since then, even late Friday night. I just wanted to mention like how much fun I've been having with it. Uh you should if you have PlayStation Plus, you should just give it a shot. Uh it you literally should. uh it's MXC if you were around for the G four days. It's most extreme <laughs> elimination challenge or Takeshi's Castle. Um you can Google those. It's like crazy game show games, but you're like they're not, you're not sack boys, but you're like the equivalent of a sack boy because you wear costumes and you're an undefined um, type of humanoid creature. <laughs> I think someone said you're supposed to be a jelly bean. You're a jelly bean. Okay, that makes sense with like the candy background, except yeah, for the arms and the I legs. Have, <laughs> right. I haven't fully investigated that, but I believe that is what I read, jelly bean. I think they just remind me a lot of the gang beast characters. Yes, they definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
I got my first win right before we recorded. Nice uh, work. The best I've gotten is second. Yeah, uh, I was thrilled. I told my wife I'm going to end on a high note. It was the first game I played, and then I <laughs> shut it right off. Um, and then I went back to it. She's like, I thought you couldn't end on a high note. And I was like, well, I got 20 minutes before we record. I should play one more time. <laughs> Plus, you could win again. Yes, uh, I did not. Uh, how how okay. are you? How are you finding it? Are you having fun with it? I think it is the best Battle Royale game out right now. <laughs> that's not... But that's, that's good. Yeah, no, I really... Th- I think it's a lot of fun. And it is a great game where if you just want to sit down and just play a game or two, you can. Yeah. If you want to play it for hours, you can. It really fits both those niches very well. But even when you are... Even when you're the winner, the games take 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're you know, which I think, is, I think is... Yeah, which is really, really nice. You always get something out of it. What I like about it so much is there is some skill associated with it, obviously, but there's just enough luck associated with it as well Yeah. that if things don't <laughs> go your way, it's really easy to blow off. It's really easy to be like, I just got unlucky. No big deal. I can get lucky next time and then I'll yeah. win. So it is that nice balance between those two things. If you play it enough, I do think you can get better at it. I do think those who play it regularly will have an advantage but there's still that little sliver of luck that might happen sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's great. Like I said, I've gotten second place uh, a couple times, actually. I got second place twice my first night playing it, and that was a bummer. But then those second places, the first game I ever played, I got second place. And then the next four or five games in a row, I got out in the first yeah. round. <laughs> and then I got second place again, and then I called it a night. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. No big deal. Um, but if you're not familiar, listener, basically you start off with 60 players and say the first example be, uh, an obstacle course and the first 44 to finish will advance. The other ones all get knocked out. And then the next one might be a kind of like a keep away game where you're divided into three teams and you have to get, you know, these eggs like in your baskets and that the top two teams with the most eggs in their baskets will advance. And the third team, all those players are kicked out. And it's just a whole bunch of mini games like that over and over again until you get down to the last grouping. And then I think there's, I've only seen two different end games. I don't know how many there are. Yeah. There's the hexagon one where you have to run on the and hexagons to be the last one to pull and out. The and then the tail one. Oh, oh the, the crown. So there's three then. There's a tail one too. I've only had the tail where, in, the, uh, in the middle rounds. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I've seen the tail one at the oh. end. Where whoever has the tail is the one that's the oh, just one person with a tail. Oh, yeah, so the regular like, tail be, one, it's a team. Down. Oh, yeah. really? I see. I've never had the tail one. That's it's a crazy. team where if it was like six of us or five of us, and it was whoever was the one person uh, with the tail at the very end was the winner. That would be hectic. Even so. the team version of that one's hectic. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think it's nice. Great. So sorry. Continue that's on. okay. Uh, so yeah, listeners, if you want to play Fall Guys, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We'll play with you. If we have time. Okay, here's my quick here's my quick question though. Have you played multiplayer? What? With multiple people like in a group? Uh, just Nathan, so with one person. Okay. So what happens though if one of you advances and one of you gets knocked out? Do you just have to watch the other person? Yeah, then? unless you just want to quit out and you can wait in the lobby. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, okay. you're not okay. you don't see the other player, they don't pop up on like your screen, you don't even necessarily get assigned to the same team as them. You just like lobby with them. But you right. can voice chat, so it's like a fun way to to, to be social and play. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems fun, for sure. I, I do want to try that. So yeah, speaking of playing games with uh, Nathan from PSVG, uh, uh, I wanted to talk about the Marvel Avengers beta, what our thoughts are, and if we didn't talk about Spider-Man, we would be the only podcast in the world that didn't, so we should also talk about the Spider-Man uh, quote-unquote controversy with Marvel Avengers. 
Um, so, first off, have you played Marvel Avengers Beta? I have. And how far did you get? If you is if you can figure out a way to explain that best. So I got to the point where multiplayer unlocks, and then I did in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. I did four of the six missions up there. I did not do the Hulk mission that was there, and then I, there's a mission that's level twenty. Okay. I did not do that one, but I did the other four that were there, and that is all that I have played. Did you experience any? Bugs, glitches, crashes, etc. Bugs, yes. Glitches, I guess bugs and glitches, excuse me, are pretty much the same thing in a way. But yes, I had some, uh, I had some pretty horrendous frame rate issues a couple times. Okay. Where when there was a lot of characters, especially when there's a lot of enemies on screen, that when having all four of the Avengers and then all those enemies on screen where frame rate slowed down pretty significantly and then i had some issues where you know you're mostly fighting robots where you would defeat a robot and it would just stay standing stick All straight right. up <laughs> and then so then i go to fight other things and i would turn around and see that one and be like, like oh, i gotta go get it but that one actually isn't there anymore so those i think were the two biggest uh, technical things i had the frame rate thing didn't surprise me i expected that to happen yeah. Uh, and honestly, to a degree, to just having you know assets not completely uh, go away the way they're supposed to isn't surprising either. Those are kind of the things I would expect would happen in a beta like this. Yeah. Hopefully, those are things that can be fixed. I don't know how much those are things that can be fixed. I'm not smart enough to know if that's a server issue or a game build issue or, or what that is. Uh, but since this is a game of service, I, I really hope, especially the the frame rate part, I hope that can get taken care of. But what about you? Do you have any issues at all? So I played, uh, so for anyone who didn't play to unlock multiplayer, you have to play the opening scene that you see in the trailer, the a day Avengers day trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. then you have to complete a, a Hulk mission and then you have to complete a Kamala mission. So you have two missions after that, that are relatively long, I would say. Um, after the main one. The main one's the longest one, at least from those first three. Um, so after I did those, I played with Nathan, I want to say from 7.30 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Without dang. stopping. Uh, wow. So you guys were clearly having a good time. We had a blast. Um, and I just, I was Hulk and he was Iron Man. We didn't change anything. We just completely leveled those and he kept playing. <laughs> he was playing the next day. Um, uh, we did run into a couple issues. Um, frame rate definitely, you know, popped in and out a little bit. We had some issues, but again, that was expected, I think. Uh, we did have two times uh, things happened where we were not able to complete the mission goal. Uh, but oh. we did not realize that for a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, a typical mission, a regular mission takes 10 to 15 minutes. A long mission is maybe 15 to 30. Um, sometimes we find ourselves in a mission for an hour, not progressing. And we're like, okay, I think we're at a point where something is wrong. Um, right. The first time that happened was um, something didn't pop. I, we don't know. But he was able to load the last checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to continue our mission from there. The second time it happened, um, I, I must have Hulk smashed a dude into the ground because his 
icon was underground and we couldn't get to it. So excellent. Um, that time we did have to reset it and it did, it didn't really save any progress. So we just kind of had to do the whole thing okay. over again. That was a Pacific Northwest mission. Uh, we had to like take out like five assets and you they would pop up on the top left hand corner how many you've taken out and there was just okay. one left over. Uh, other than that, um, I played I played again today and I played as Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. Who did you play? Did you play as multiple characters when you started doing regular missions, or did you just pick one character? I pretty much played as Black Widow for all the okay. regular missions that I could when I could select a character. So that's interesting. Um, I playing with Black Widow today gave me a completely different experience of the game. It felt right. like playing a different game than what I played with Nathan, and it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. In fact, I think it played more like a division or uh an uncharted mm-hmm. even to an extent where something that I was making a note of while we were playing and, and Donnie jumped in the voice chat while he was playing ghosts ghost of Tsushima and he just kind of asked us questions about Avengers while we were playing and I really uh people were complaining online like they feel like Hulk is underpowered um, right. and I tried to explain to some people that like you're essentially fighting an army of Iron Man people and iron man could any day iron man or hulk could win in a one-on-one so i feel Mm -hmm. like they do a good job at making hulk feel vulnerable because he should to a degree playing hulk and donnie hadn't played this but i don't think i've played a game that has done such a good job of nailing the way the hulk should feel since the gamecube hulk game uh, okay. Yeah. Even when you move, if when you run as the Hulk, your controller micro vibrates. Like you mm-hmm. feel every footstep, you feel every punch very subtly. In fact, if you weren't paying attention, you might not even notice. But yeah, I had such a great time playing as the Hulk and then playing as Black Widow. You're so much more limited to what you can do. Like mm-hmm. I'm playing as Black Widow in a giant robot like my mini boss shows up and i ran away hulk i'm in that thing's face the whole time i'm smashing pounding jumping and you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing like Hulk can throw rocks at like drones and stuff but like black widow she's the support she's shooting drones she's shooting jetpack guys that's what you should be doing as that character so i also feel like these so far, these characters, even and you play as Kamala in in the second mission after um, the first like big one. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a really good job at nailing a, f- a different feel for every character. Even Iron Man feels like totally different. There's a mission where you are right. Kamala and you do like the harm room and you are Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I really am happy with all that time I spent with the Hulk. But also knowing that all that leveling I did isn't isn't for no reason. Like he's now right. in my party at that level, yep. and that's great. Um, so yeah. So what are your what are your initial thoughts, impressions, and concerns? So I do think the characters feel playing as them feel mostly different. I do think the challenge that they faced though. Was that, you know, you talked about how when you had the big robot bosses, when you were playing as Black Widow, you got out of there. I didn't. 
I just jumped in there and was duking him out. And I think that's maybe where the idea that Hulk might seem underpowered. Maybe that Hulk isn't underpowered, but other people are overpowered, if that makes sure. sense. The fact that I am able to take those characters on as a Black Widow character seems odd yeah. to me that I can <laughs> do effectively take out these characters by myself as someone who has zero powers, other, but I'm a real good fighter yeah. compared to someone who like the Hulk who is huge and can throw rocks at them and do all of those ridiculous things. But I also recognize from the aspect of if I am playing by myself and I choose to play as Black Widow, I have to be able to, even though I have these other people in my team, I do have to be able to defeat everyone yeah. or everything that I come against. So I, I think from that aspect, I can forgive the balance a little bit. I, I do think that playing as Black Widow was really fun. I think playing as Kamala, I think Kamala was actually my favorite character that yeah, I played she was as. Fun. Overall, she was really fun. But again, you see a lot of the same different ways to do the same things. Everyone has a range attack of some yeah. sort, right? So range isn't necessarily now granted you could build and customize your character to be more effective at range, but every character can do rage if they want to. Uh, every character can cross the same gaps, just maybe in different ways. So Hulk can just jump there, whereas Kamala uses her abilities to stretch her arms there, and Black Widow has some sort of zip line that she uses to get places so everyone can get to all of the same places so i guess in some ways again i understand why they can't do it this way but i do wish there were things that only x character could yeah. do yep and that if you are playing especially if you were playing as a group of four that person a needs to worry about this thing and person b needs to worry about this thing to me that would be far more exciting and engaging However, I still had fun playing yeah. this. I do think it gets a little hectic sometimes that it can be different, especially when you have Iron Man on your team and you are fighting all the aim bots. Sometimes a robot just kind of looks like a robot. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> trying yeah. to beat up the Iron Man on my team because yeah. I thought he was a bad guy, but he wasn't. So that was a little interesting. I will say I felt some of those missions, though, were ridiculously short. There's a couple that are very short. Yeah, under 10 minutes. That Even when you said 10 to 15 minutes, I was thinking to myself, I mm, a couple of those missions I felt were five yeah, minutes long. Yeah. That you'd load in, you'd run down a hallway, go into a big room, <laughs> beat everybody who's in that room, and you were done. And then you went and did the same thing in a different area, but this time after you went down the hallway, you went to a big room and you had to stand in the middle of right. it and beat yeah. everyone up and then you're done. Yeah. You know? So that's one thing. And the other I think issue I had is that there were a couple of missions I did, or one mission in specific that I did. Where you got into a room and the stuff was happening and it said, okay, go and, you know, break these generators yeah. or whatever that you had to do. I just ran and broke all the generators and ignored all the people in the room. And then the mission was oh, done. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just beelined it for the generators because I wanted to see what would happen. I wanted to see if it said you have to finish yeah. clearing this area out. Because sometimes when there's one big bad that, they're, that they tell you to take care of that big bad, you then have to finish, quote unquote, securing the area when you're done. For this mission, I just took out the generators. There's a ton of people still there. And they're like, congratulations, we're done. Woo! Huh. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I'd, that was fine. I mean, I did it to myself. It's what I did. Right. But They can fix that, though. So, I'm sure people will report that. Yeah. Yeah. And overall, I had a good time. I am excited about the characters. I really want to play, actually, as Hawkeye is the character I want to play the most as, who obviously is coming out down the yeah. line. I enjoyed playing as Captain America in the beta part or in the first mission part where you got to kind of do that. That was yep. fun. But yeah, overall, 
you know, I'm looking forward to it still. I know there's definitely some mixed reactions, I will say, on the internet about the mm-hmm. beta. But I, I think there's going to be enough here to hold my interest. And honestly, parts of the game were far more challenging than I anticipated they would be. Oh, yeah, there's definitely challenging missions. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of surprised me, and I like that. And that it wasn't, yes... There are some quote unquote button mashy parts of it, but there are some enemies, especially if you try to button mash against them, it's just not going to work. You have to think about like the shield how you're timing your jobs. Yeah, and how you're timing your dodges. And some of the characters have abilities where you can interrupt or uh, kind of parry, if you would, depending on what colors flash and, and how you time all that yep. stuff. So there is a bit of complexity there. The abilities are fun and cool to use. Uh, I just really, like I said, I think playing with friends would be a lot more fun. And I think that. Just a little bit of cleanup, a little bit of technical cleanup would be nice to see. But overall, uh, positive first impression. I would not say super positive, but I would like to continue to see where this goes. And I look forward to playing the full game. I don't know if I'll participate in the other betas, yeah, though. Yeah, because we've just played because, so much. <laughs> right, and nothing else is going to carry over. So I don't know how much more I'll play it before the game fully releases. What about you? Are you going to fully play? Uh, kind of, are you happy with your pre-order? Where are you sitting with it? Yeah, I mean, I was... I was uh... Uh, it's ending for me in 15 minutes, unfortunately. I, the one thing I didn't get to do, which I wanted to do, was play with you a little bit. Um, right. So that's, but we have plenty of time to do that. Um, some mm-hmm. of the most fun things I had was like, uh, when, so Nathan was Iron Man and I'm Hulk, and sometimes just inadvertently, we would do these incredible team attacks that we didn't plan, but all of a sudden, like, right. Hulk's picking up one of these giant robots is twice the size of him. And then like Iron Man's coming in and he's blasting it. And then Hulk smashes and throws it across the room. And you really feel like super powered in that moment. It's a real mm-hmm. awesome pick me up. Um, I, you loved it. I super loved it. I really love this um, because it checks. I know people say this phrase all the time, but it checks all the right boxes um, because it hits on all of that superhero stuff for me. And I right. really think it does it well. And and at first, I wouldn't say I was upset, but I didn't, I couldn't understand why people weren't enjoying this, especially in our Discord. And it mm-hmm. seems a couple of those people have turned around or backtracked their takes. And I'm not sure if it's because they played other characters or if they actually didn't really give it a chance originally right. or what the case was. Um, but I'm glad to see more people are enjoying it than originally. Um. I I agree Hawkeye's going to be interesting. Um I do think it's I am a little worried on the missions. Um the matchmaking seemed to be broken in the beta. In fact, it would right. kick me out of I had to launch the game all over again because if you enabled matchmaking, it just wouldn't find anyone and it made me think of Anthem. Uh which really oh, but gotcha. the good part of this is if you disable matchmaking, you can invite friends still. And if you yep. don't, you can still play as your own characters. So that I guess right. that real worry is out of the way. Um, right. And they're still your characters. Then, if they're in there, are still leveling up while you're playing. Uh, you know, I didn't. Even if you're not the one playing, them, I right? didn't no. check to see if my Hulk leveled when I didn't play as him. Um, but right. I imagine he did. I, I, I can't, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Probably because uh, my Kamala was leveled, um, and I didn't play with her as much as I did Hulk. So I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm kind of super happy with it. I didn't want to, I didn't really want to play the beta more because I did um, feel like I played enough. I just kind of right. jumped in today because I had an hour before we recorded and 
I figured I would give Black Widow a try because I spent my currency on like some cosmetics for her. <sighs> oh boy, and I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really happy with it. I'm very happy with the pre-order. Um, I'm happy with pre-ordering the deluxe edition, so we were able to do this beta and also get all the bonus perks we're gonna get. Um, I did want to ask you. So we we know one. We know our first unlock, which is Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. if you could pick one character to be one of the next three, who would you want to see, or or maybe who do you think is going to be that person? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. Have you thought about it yeah, already? Yeah. While you th- all you think on it, first I'll say I don't know if this is going to be an Easter egg, but one and on the A Day mission, you see Kamala as a teenager, and she's mm-hmm. wearing a Captain Marvel T-shirt. And then mm-hmm. yesterday, Brie Larson posted two pictures of her downloading the Avengers beta and holding a PlayStation controller. So I'm curious if we're going to get a Captain Marvel. Um, but for me, with the addition of Hawkeye, we are now short another bruiser. Hulk is our mm-hmm. only bruiser. I really think the thing would be a great addition to this game. Um if they kind of try to introduce maybe even the Fantastic Four, I know they're coming into the MCU right. at some point. Um, so I think the thing would be great. A Hulk and the Thing have always been the two bruisers that go along with like every game. And we're not playing as bad guys, so I can't throw in the juggernaut as like an option. But I think we need a big bruiser um, to be added into the mix. And I think the Thing would be a great addition. That is a really, really good pick. Goodness. I'm struggling with this. I'm trying to think of characters that I like and someone who really can only go mostly by their knowledge from the films. And I'm trying to think of someone who's going to play potentially differently than what we have. And obviously, like I said, we have Captain America. So right away, I kind of went Black Panther, but I feel like Black Panther and Captain America would probably play reasonably similarly. Obviously, Black Panther doesn't have a shield necessarily, but just the kind of we're going to get the, get in there and throw fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, um, mm, so that's kind of was my first guess or my first leaning there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could go a little more ridiculous, I guess, and go with someone like Blade. That would be really cool, actually. I, yeah, that might be a fun, different direction to go. And I think something that would be uh, an exciting unique way to really expand kind of what they're looking at doing so that i think would be cool the other one off the top of my head i think that might be fun that might play a little bit differently would be like dr strange yeah he's a he's a more um known as an avenger type of character anyways i think the thing the right. thing and blade are definitely not avengers they're more like what we right. would like to see um i think yeah. we're more likely going to be looking at like Ant-Man, Wasp, um, and like typical like OG Avengers, which leads us to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about Avengers already, so we don't have to talk a lot about Spider-Man. But uh, if you've been living under a rock, you might not know that Sony, uh, while we speculated last week that this could happen, it definitely did happen the next day. It did, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do know that Spider-Man is PlayStation exclusive 
not only is Spider-Man PlayStation exclusive, but with that comes gear, uh, Spider-Man Story Bits missions. Yep. Um, and then they also announced even more exclusives for PlayStation um, as far as like comics, wallpapers, things like that. Uh, just like yep. extra things. Uh, so, uh, all right. So here's what I'm going to say. And then I will let you have your say. I'm very okay. confused at why all of a sudden the collective internets decided they don't like Spider-Man and this is stupid and they wouldn't play as Spider-Man even if he was offered on the Xbox. I It sounds like someone who's mad that you got to the playground and you were looking at that big red truck and the kid in front of you got it and you were like, well, I didn't want that big red truck anyways. It's stupid and I don't like it. And it has a wonky tire. I don't know why you would pick that. I don't get it. I am excited to play as Spider-Man. I think I covered why I think it made sense for Sony to have it on last week's mm-hmm. episode. As an Xbox fan as well, if I had pre-ordered this on Xbox, I would be pissed. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. to be frank. Um, and I think it's very unfortunate that they waited so long after pre-orders were out to announce this um it's a bummer for people who pre-ordered but your reaction should be i'm mad that they didn't tell us not i don't like spider-man anyways <laughs> unless you truly don't like spider-man and then anyway, you're fine. Then there's no yeah, then low cost yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> so i think the nice thing is is you can cancel pre-orders yes you can so if you pre-ordered and now are upset you can cancel that pre-order that's totally fine that's a thing you can do on every game device this game is going to be on. You can cancel pre-orders, so that's fine. That's a thing you should, can do. And if you're that upset about it, go ahead and yeah. do it. For better or for worse, PlayStation and Sony really, really want Spider-Man associated with yeah. them. They have made that very clear that this is a thing that is extremely important to them. And I guess... That's what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to throw the money around they need to to make that happen. I, I do think it is... I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not a fan of content in a game being exclusive to one console. Yeah. Overall, I wish it were not that way. However, I also accept the fact that sometimes it is. Yeah. That when you have people, when you have businesses competing for parts of the pie they're going to do what they think is best to get more a larger portion of that pie and if you don't like that that's fine you don't have to like it but i i don't know that this is going to really change anytime soon remember how like eight months ago or 10 months ago or a year ago we were talking about how timed exclusive games as a whole were a thing in the past if anything (laughs) this summer has taught us that is completely not true and I don't think that exclusive content either is going to be a thing of the past. It seems like, if anything, those things, as we switch console generations again, those are still going to be big, important things. And, you know, it is what it is. It's the way business runs. If you don't like it, that's fine. Then don't buy the yeah, game. That's how you get your player base. Like, I was so mad with Destiny 1 when I bought it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they had all that. They had a year exclusive content. Yeah. And by the time, right. and for Destiny, you put out gear and a raid and a strike. 
with a year exclusivity to PlayStation, by the time a year is up, all that stuff is so low level and crappy. Right. It does you no good. Um, yep. And that's why I bought Destiny 2 on PlayStation. I would have preferred to play it on Xbox, but they had that content again. And I just came to the right. point where I was like, you know, I'm not, me being angry is not going to change this. PlayStation's right. trying to make money. Xbox got Tomb Raider exclusively. Yep. Like these things happen. And like just people from the other side get just as angry as the people who've had it nice for so long. It just depends on if you're even like, if it even matters to you as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, the, yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. And I think you're right. Going into next gen, this is probably going to happen more often than people want because you need to yep. get the player base. And that only way right. you can do that is from exclusives. And that includes from third parties. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And the whole idea about this being anti-consumer, I mean, as a PlayStation consumer, <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. I, You know, I don't know. It, it, on the face and on the premise, I get it. I, I'm someone who thinks that social responsibility and things in companies is important, and I wish more corporations were more socially responsible and thoughtful. But as long as since we're still in the United States... Is it PlayStation's responsibility to care about what Xbox gamers want? Well, it is to the degree that they take that away from them and they get them to come to them. <laughs> but should, but. So they're like, oh, hey, Xbox they, gamers want Spider Man. Let's get them exclusively so they'll come to PlayStation. But if the this option, if the option was brought up to them of saying, hey, we can get Spider Man exclusively on PlayStation for X investment. Yeah. Should they be like, no, because we want everyone to play it? No, they, well, I mean... You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what obligation do they have to No, have, they need right? to make money, and they need to have job security, and they need to provide. Right. And that's how they and do it. And if you it. don't like that, and if you don't like that, there are, then don't buy PlayStation games, and don't buy a PlayStation, and game elsewhere. Yeah. You have the ability to let them know that that is not a thing you appreciate or want yep. to do. Yep. But it clearly works, or they would not continue to do yes. it. Yes. Agreed. So anyway, that's my agree to agree. (laughs) So awesome. All right, Josh. Well, we're going to transition here to my first topic. Wizards of the Coast, those wonderful folks who bring us Magic the Gathering have gone through and done some surprise bannings for both the standard and pioneer formats. Now, I'm not going to go through and have a conversation about what those bannings are or the impacts those are going to have on the standard environment or the Pioneer format. Uh, the Wizards of the Coast bans cards on occasion. I should say on occasion, actually on a really regular schedule. All the time to try to keep the competitive integrity of their different formats in check. They want to ensure there's diverse decks and things like that that are being represented in competitive play or even on the ladder play in Magic Online and all that good stuff. Here's my question for you, Josh. This update was surprising. This was a banning that people did not see. It was out of the regular rotation. Uh, and it was done partially because they have a new set coming out, Zendikar Rising. And they wanted to shake up standard and all of that good stuff. Here's my question for you, Josh. Magic is a game that has an extremely, extremely strong and robust secondary market. Hmm. Friday Night Magic and things like that happen at your friendly local game stores. Those stores sell cards 
individually that they, you know, get X number of boxes when they do their initial order that they open and crack packs and sell cards individually. They take trade-ins, they give cash for cards, they do exchanges for cards, and they sell cards on a secondary market. You can go online and buy and trade cards, all this good stuff. What obligation do you think Wizards of the Coast should have in maintaining the regular update of bannings and restrictions that they have versus doing them kind of randomly like this one, knowing that their decisions could wildly fluctuate the value of cards. So if I'm someone who I am looking at buying XYZ deck and I'm getting really upset that, you know, I'm not doing well or whatever, and it's like kind of that, well, if you can't beat them, join them mentality. And I buy this brand new deck with these really good cards that are in vogue right now. And since they're in vogue and doing well, they're expensive. And then two days later, Magic just bans half that deck. Too bad, so sad? Should they stay on a regular schedule? Is it their prerogative to do whatever they want for the quote-unquote integrity of the game? Do you feel that they have any obligation to the secondary market in any way, shape, or form? It's tricky because I feel like playtesting, really their job of playtesting is to eliminate these issues that uh, but mm-hmm. but also you have so many sets of magic it is impossible to play test everything and and i'm guessing i don't know anything about how they come to their bands but i'm assuming it's a mix between play tests and consumer feedback um but if they're banning these cards to make everyone's experience better then they should keep doing it when it comes up they sh- like, okay, unfortunately, we just found out that, you know, 15 of these cards, when combined with these cards, make it impossible to beat them, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you ban them for competitive magic. It's not eliminating the card from any form of playing. It's just banning it from competitive magic events. I think at this point, people accept that. Also, I do understand that people get angry when it happens, especially when you spend... Magic is like gambling, right? So you're buying packs, kind of like any like any of these games. You, you buy a pack of cards, you hope for the best, you don't always get what you want, and then you buy more, right? It's, it's a gamble every time you open a pack. Also in gambling, um, you know... You're against the house, and the house always wins. The odds are stacked against you, and I think that kind of applies to banning cards. You have the house. They're saying, okay, well, you can no longer bet on 15 because we found out that there's a magnet under 15. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do that anymore. Like, Obviously, that's not a one-to-one comparison, but um, it's – I don't know that there's a good way to avoid this, right? Like mm-hmm. – Stop putting out sets. That's how you avoid it. But you're still going to have banned cards because people will still be playing with all your old sets and find new combinations of cards that need to be removed from competitive play. Um, I guess really the only way is remove competitive play. (laughs) Uh, Do you, as a Magic, former Magic player, would you, so let's say you're playing just with maybe not a friend, but a, a person uh, that you either know or don't, but it's not competitive. It's just for fun. Would you be frustrated if someone pulled a deck of like banned cards against you and essentially potentially wipe the floor with you? It would depend on what we were playing right. in the sense of if you go to Friday Night Magic, you have 
Friday Night Magic, you know, typically is standard. Sometimes they do draft, but if it's a, a quote unquote standard Friday Night Magic, you're playing with standard legal cards, which means you can't use any of the banned stuff when you're going to the store and playing those things. And that's what's hard for new players because when you go buy packs of cards, you're getting all these cards. You're still getting the cards that might yeah. be banned. You don't know <laughs> this. And then you go and you sit down at a table across from someone. And suddenly, now, important thing to note that rules enforcement at a Friday Night Magic event is different than rules enforcement at a Grand Prix or something like that. But you still have to have that conversation with the person of like, hey, the deck you're playing with isn't like legal. Like you can't use that. Well, but I bought these cards just, you know, yesterday. Why can't I use you know, and then trying to explain yeah. and have that conversation about the way things go. And realistically, Wizards of the Coast, at least I assume they still do, had a thing called the Future Future League. It was within their R and D department that they played sets ahead of time, trying to f- guess basically what the standard format would be to check power levels of cards to ensure that hopefully bannings would not have to happen. And when I was playing a lot of magic bannings, very rarely happened in standard. The kind of the idea was if a banning happened in standard, you messed something up in design. There was a design mistake made. And that's why now it seems like, you know, watching from periphery, it seems like bannings are happening in standard all the time. And this is really interesting to me. But I I do remember that uh, one of the cards that really kind of folks thought was going to get banned when I was playing uh, was Jace the Mind Sculptor. And I had a set of them and I decided just to get out because I said, who knows if this card is actually going to get banned. It's worth a ton right now. I don't want to be sitting on these if it does get banned. I don't play the deck that has them anyway. So I traded them at my local store and for the four cards got like 800 bucks cash. Jeez. Right? (laughs) That's because they could easily turn around and sell them for a thousand dollars because they were two hundred and fifty bucks a pop, wow. right? So, but that's the kind of thing of I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I, I didn't know, yeah. and I didn't want to be stuck with this card and be like, oh shoot, should have sold it a month ago because now it's banned and it's worth a quarter or a tenth of the price. You know, I, it was just something that came up, and I, I thought it was interesting. Um, like I said, as a you know, lapse magic plan player like i don't totally know what pioneer is anymore and i also know they have um oh brawl is another format that i'm not super familiar with so there's a lot more formats than there were when i was playing but i always find it interesting though when they're just doing all these bannings and i feel like bannings are happening a lot more and i'm just trying to really understand what best that is but anyway i just thought it was kind of an interesting thing of you know when you just do a surprise ban like that, do you, do you feel there should be any obligation? I technically don't. I don't think they should really have any obligation to the secondary market because I don't know how you manage that. But I think if they can keep them on a regular basis, ban, bans on a regular basis to maintain the competitive integrity, I think that makes the most sense. So Didn't they just release yeah. a set exclusively like all pre-banned cards was like unhinged or yeah, they just, something yeah, like they that? Did. Yeah. So at least you know what you're getting in on that one. <laughs> that's true that's true and they've done experimental st- sets like that in the past uh so it's just like none of these are gonna be re- you know legal yeah and something like time spiral not time spiral maybe it was time spiral i don't remember but there was a set specifically that they had that oh un- like unglued unglued was a set they did that was just completely ridiculous cards uh but yeah that kind of stuff i think is fun as long as you know what you're getting into for sure yeah so Awesome. Josh, your second topic. Cool. Well, I'll make this a quick one. Uh, a shout shout out to listener Joe. You know who you are. Who 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 uh 
And within five minutes of letting me know this existed, I bought it. Um, I've talked about in the past how much I love Mondo and their art. Um, And uh, especially with the Unmatched series. Uh, So Mondo is back with a new board game. And you can get it now. And it is a co-op Disney board game called Shadowed Kingdom, where it pits Mickey, Goofy, and Donald um, and more against Doubt. Doubt is the enemy. Um, it's the first in a uh, new Disney series from Studio Mondo. Um, and I, I don't know if it's a Target exclusive, but I ordered it from Target. Uh, it's only $20. So that was why I pulled the trigger without even really doing much research. I know I'm from the art and the theme, I'm going to want to play it. So uh, this is from Dicebreaker.com. Uh, Shadow Kingdom is a two-player co-op game that sees the players adding cards uh, to a two-by-two grid. The players aren't allowed to speak um, and must choose their moves carefully to either push cards into their partner's hand or out of the grid, removing them from the game. Um, the cards feature either magic, which advances the player towards victory, or shadow, which impedes their progress. Uh, they can also display locations that cause specific effects as they're explored. While each character has uh, their unique powers they can use, uh, they also face the threat of doubt, which adds shadows and takes away magic, as well as clogging up players' hands with doubt cards. If the player hits the end of the magic track before the shadow track is full, they save the kingdom. It's only a 15 to 20 minute game. It seems like a nice, quick pick up and play. Disney themed game. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to have it. It's arriving Wednesday, so I'll be able to talk about it uh, next week's episode. Um, but you can find it on Target's website right now for $20. Uh, it does look like it is an exclusive timed. Uh, there will be a wider release um, in the future. What do you think? Sounds interesting. Door- this game looks really cool. Like you said, the art is amazing. I definitely attempted to get it. <laughs> the closest store to me that has it is 85 miles away, though. Oh, I shipped it. I had it shipped. Yeah, I might have to look at ordering it from the the, the website. Looks like you got Mickey, Pete, Donald, Minnie, Goofy, and Daisy. Goodness. This looks cool. You know, though, as someone who just recently got Gloomhaven <laughs> and then looked at my board game shelves and was trying to figure out where I'm going to fit these games... <laughs> uh i don't know you need another shelf it looks really cool i had no I, yeah i know right uh i had no idea about this game but it looks very cool so yeah yeah that's it i just want to make people aware of it because i'm very excited that it exists and i know i won't have a hard time getting my wife to play this one because we love disney and it's two players and it's quick mm-hmm. you can play it in the bedroom and, and the ac <laughs> <laughs> so awesome well josh my second story is all about Remedy. Uh, what we'll talk about in a little bit is the PlayStation State of Play from mm. last week, because uh, there was a little some Remedy information that was revealed there. But Remedy has come out to say that uh, we're going to get some more stuff from them soon, and not just whatever that video game shooter campaign is. <laughs> what is that game called again? The Remedy game? The shooter game that they, they're they doing the campaign for. Crossfire oh, X. Oh, I was there like, wait, uh, what are you talking yeah. about? Yes. <laughs> Not just Crossfire yeah. X. So this story over on Games Radar, p- posted by Jordan Gerblick, 
says, quote, what took place in 2010 in Allen Wake is one of the cases that the Federal Bureau of Control has been investigating. The AWE expansion is the first official Remedy Connected Universe crossover event, bringing more Allen Wake lore into control. Yes, Remedy Connected Universe. They have also gone on to say that they're already working on the next game in the Remedy Connected Universe. You might remember not all that long ago, uh, Remedy announced that their next game would be published by Epic, if I call, c- recall correctly. Yeah. So they're working with Epic. So that one assumes that this game that is going to be in the Remedy Connected Universe uh, is going to be that game that is published by Epic Games. So, Josh, number one, I know you like Control. Yeah. I think you like Alan Wake. That's a fair guess. What do you think about <laughs> them being in the same universe and what do you think this next game is going to be? I think it's great. I think it's super cool that it's, it, and it makes sense because all they have to do is put one of those, I always forget what they call them, the not enchanted items, but the, um, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, so you don't remember either. I feel better about myself. Oh, man. <laughs> the items, the, the tainted items, we'll just call them that. Uh, we That could be like, that was in um, Alan Wake's town. Like this thing was there, and and I like that they're tying. It seems perfect that they're using the hotel to tie in Alan Wake. Like you go through this door into like, in fact, that hotel you could never go through the front door. Maybe that's where you go through, and you find out you're in Alan Wake's town. That's the motel in there, and you exit the front door. Um, it's smart, right? Like you're not only right. not only are you doing this for Alan Wake fans, but now you're like. People who love Control are going to be asking questions about Alan Wake and revisiting Alan Wake. Um, in fact, the fact that they don't announce like an Alan Wake HD remaster is surprising to me because now's the time. If you're going to be tying these games together. Um, and then you can also like make it so these Alan Wake fans discover Control. A lot of people still haven't played Control. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think the games, they fit together pretty well as far as... Um, the gameplay is definitely different, but I feel like it's a little samey as far as right. how it, how it is. Uh, I have no clue what the next game is going to be, but they should definitely tie it into their shared universe for sure. Well, and as they said they're going yeah. to uh, objects of power. Thank you, objects of power. Objects so is of it the power. flashlight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Alan's flashlight is an object of power. Uh, that would be definitely something. He just that's kept kind replacing of batteries. He didn't realize that <laughs> it was a special flashlight. He just thought that right, right. these bad guys disappeared by flashlight. <laughs> Do you think that their next game then is going to continue in the same style? Dark. Of <laughs> well, dark, but third person action, narrative driven. Do you think it's going to be that? Do you think they're going to try a different type of game? Would you like them just to tell another story with the same type of, um, you know? game and adventure and storytelling we've already experienced you want to do something totally new like what do you think we got there's enough there's enough variety in games that they can stick to what they do good i mean Mm. it really depends like if their creatives really want to try something different you also don't want to like stifle creative people and if they really wanted to veer away from that i get it but like there's a reason why god of war is successful and uncharted is successful like they stuck to mm-hmm. what they did good and they just made it better. So yeah, I don't, I don't see um, why they should um, divert from the path they're on. Are you excited to play the deal? Yeah. The AWE? Yeah. I really want to go back and I got to finish. 
the last one, it was just so difficult. I'm really hoping this one's easier. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe maybe that's what I'll do after Tsushima. Maybe, uh, oh no, because Avengers will be out by the time I finish Tsushima. Uh, I think AWE's going to have to wait until December. <laughs> I was actually really excited about the release day of it because I, I have finished up Tsushima. I got the plat in that. Uh, so this will allow me to play this when it comes out. Here's my next question for you. I have two other follow-up final questions for you. Number one, do you think this will be more or less successful than Universal Pictures' Dark Universe? <laughs> I recently was talking about the Dark Universe. Oh, really? Uh, which is funny that you mentioned that. And I kept calling it the Dark Pictures. Uh, and that's, I know. That's... I almost did it, too, because of the Dark Pictures <laughs> yeah. anthology. So I definitely yeah. ruined that part. Um yeah, I mean, the fir their first movie put the last nail in the coffin <laughs> before they even built the coffin. There, were, all the nails were there. Right. Um, when you can't make Wolfman work with the cast that you got of Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, uh, and Agent Smith—I keep forgetting his name. Uh, when you can't make a movie work with those actors, you're, and then you can't make it work with Tom Cruise. <laughs> like you got problems. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, so they'll be more okay. successful than the Dark Pictures. So dark, sorry, Dark Universe. <laughs> yeah, so here's my final question for you then. So Remedy is going to put all these games, their games, into one universe. If you had to pick another game developer and have all of their games and just say, yep, these are all in the same universe, oh. what game, what would you like to see have a publisher or a developer have all their games be in the same universe? In the same universe? Yeah, you know, is Crash is Crash does Crash Uncharted and The Last of Us all happen in the same place? No, you know, I don't know. It would have to be similarly themed to a degree. Does that you say the games though? Yeah, so they're they're pro all of their games are in the same. Now, granted, there are some Easter eggs that say Uncharted and The Last of Us are the same place. That's debatable, but there are some Easter. Well, eggs. my first thought would be make this exist in the Matrix, but that's not a game. That's not like this one game. Um, I mean, I wouldn't hate if uh, Dead Space was involved in this one. <laughs> if you got Visceral involved and this yeah. was just happening in in a different part of the universe at the same time. Uh, and you find out that the artifact from Dead Space is a po object of power and they just happen to find it on the moon. Yeah, that could work, I suppose. <laughs> and then they found that a way work. to like make their own objects of power because they end up like making another artifact in Dead Space 2, I think. And my other thought was um, Spec Ops, <laughs> just because of how twisted oh. it is, but there's only one game in there. <laughs> That's Well, there, Spec Ops is actually a series. I've only ever played the Spec Ops The Line, but apparently there are other Spec Ops games. In the same, like, by the same people? Uh, I think so, potentially, question mark. But the series, at least, there's more than one game in the oh. series. Like, Spec Ops is actually... That's why it's called Spec Ops The Line, because there are previous Spec Ops games to it. Oh, boy. Well, now I got to do some research. Yeah, I've never played <laughs> any of them, but that is a thing. So, um, I would love it, though, if uh, it was, like, the Supper Sucker Punch connected universe, yeah. and that Sly Cooper, Infamous, and Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> all were in the same universe. That would be pretty sweet, I think. That'd be pretty fun. Nice. So... <laughs> awesome all right josh what is your third topic my last topic is well as i don't know if you're familiar with this but ashes 
Rise of the Phoenix Born is reborn. Uh, the beloved and up until now canceled deck builder from Planet Hat Games and Isaac Avega uh, is back in a new and unique form. And this is coming from Covenant TeamCovenant.com, which is a group of people that have teamed up with Plaid Hat post, well, freedom from Asmodee. Um, and I believe Isaac Vega is still involved because I saw him tweet about it. Um, yep. They're bringing back Ashes in a 1.5 reboot as a subscription. I yeah. don't know that I've ever seen this done in board games, and 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 maybe it has. Uh, but I guess essentially, if I'm gonna just try to encompass it in one, like thought is what they're doing is it's like it's almost like a Kickstarter. It's like a proof of interest in the game. So you say I want this game, and you pay them. $30. And if enough people also pay them $30, they will make the game and they will do it again for every consequent expansion. As long as there's interest, they'll make more, which I think is great because this seem seemingly leads way for other games to have life after death. Um, like someone commented, we would love to see this for guardians. And I 100% agree. The Guardians mm-hmm. Character Pack 2 never came out. It was published as far as I know. <laughs> um, but let me read to you what um, Team Covenant says. We fell in love with Ashes, uh, Rise of the Phoenix Board, when it first released in 2015, supporting it via our Ashes Weekend event um, with artist Fernanda Suarez and designer Rosa Vega. Uh, a product subscription, one of our favorite token lines, Arcane Tokens, and even an off-the-cuff learn-to-play video with Rodney of Watch and Play. The game ultimately met an untimely end due primarily to understandable production issues caused by a string of Plat Hat corporate acquisitions, first by F2Z and then Asmodee. Uh, but a system with this much potential and assets, this beautiful, deserve a second chance. So... We've partnered with Plat Hat in an effort to bring it back as our first player-driven production trademark subscription. The concept is simple. If enough people subscribe, Ashes 1.5 will officially go into print, and the 1.5 upgrade pack will go out as the first subscription shipment. This is a pack of cards consisting of rebalanced, redesigned, and reprinted Ashes 1.0 cards, which is 30% of the card pool. So it does sound like you still need the base ashes to take advantage of this. Uh, We spoke with lead developer Nick Conley about his approach and were overwhelmingly encouraged by his vision for the reboot. So uh, without reading everything verbatim, um, if it gets out of the ground, they'll do quarterly expansions um, and they'll continue to produce as long as, you know, people are still subscribing um, and uh, the, resul- the release will consist of expansions packaged together for 30 bucks. It's that simple, as they say. Um, Colby has determined, uh, has been determined to get Ashes back into production. So, so not because it's especially lucrative, but because Paul, well, because Plat Hat is passionate about it, uh, when it comes down to it. Um, they decided to skip Kickstarter because of all the Kickstarter woes. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think um, I might do this as a gift from my friend because I gave him ashes forever ago for Christmas, and he really enjoyed it a lot. And we played once together, but he's played a lot more. This seems great. It's really nice that they're doing this and bringing this back together. Uh, what are your thoughts? And ha- this is the first time something like this has happened before, right? As far as you know? As far as I know, yeah. So Covenant has done subscription services for a while for other games. So especially mostly the Fantasy Flight games that, that are living card games that basically you could just sign up and they would you wouldn't have to then keep up with when is a new thing coming out. They would just ship it to you when it came out. So they've been around for a while, but I I think this is the first something like this they've done where they're saying ahead of time, hey, we need to raise enough money to make this thing happen. Because I, like I said, I think all their previous things have been, you know, developers who are already committed to making games. And this is just like an easy way for you to stay up to date without you having to kind of keep track of when stuff's coming out. Now, it does sound like they've made it. According to the website, it says they've hit 100% of the players necessary for Ashes to be reborn. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, I have Ashes, so this is something I am considering jumping in on. But this is kind of cool, I think, of looking at it saying, hey, this is a game we want to make. We know that we're going to grow this game over time. Uh, I think it's something like, obviously, which, and I should check the Kickstarter for it, but obviously we had the folks from Redline on not that long ago. This would be something that seems like, you know, they talked about wanting to do additional expansions for that game. It seems like this could be a, a, a different route than Kickstarter for games that fit this mold. Those games that are going to regularly get upgrades or new decks or new cards uh, I think it's kind of cool, and like I, and like I said, you know, I'm interested in this for thirty bucks. Um, I might jump in now. The one thing I will say is, I'm trying to think about how much thirty percent of the card pool is of Ashes. There's a lot of cards in that game. I know, so I'm trying to decide if thirty dollars is a good price for thirty percent of the card right. pool. Uh, <laughs> but you know, thirty bucks every few months to stay current doesn't seem too bad. So. Yeah, I, I think this is a cool way and, a, and an interesting way for them to approach this. I think especially with Plaid Hat going uh, independent again, this is a much safer way for them to to test the market on whether Ashes is still something people are really desiring. So that's cool that it seems like people are. Uh, and th- this is the kind of different ways of looking at funding things that I think is really interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to see that it appears it's been successful. That's pretty cool. Redline is at 60%. Okay. 25 days to go, close. and they have 14 backers at the ultimate pledge level, which Ooh. is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So, yeah. So you don't have Ashes, correct? I don't. Um, oh, my. They have six backers at the $300 pledge, the infamous pledge level. Wow. Mm. Good for them. Um, I don't. I really enjoyed what I played, but it's definitely a game I wouldn't play with my wife. Although, I kind of do want to own it just for the art, if I'm being honest. Uh, The art is gorgeous. I was actually really looking forward to... uh, This sounds bad, but when they announced it was dead, um, they did a huge giveaway uh, from Plat Hat where they gave away everything. And then I was hoping Mm -hmm. I was going to be able to maybe like walk into my local game store. Um, But they don't like actively update um, games so like it didn't drop in price I was kind of hoping I could get in on a great deal and, and pick up the whole set but just didn't happen unfortunately yeah it's yeah I think last time I checked 
it was pretty i think that the products were on sale on plaid hat's site last time i looked oh yeah but i don't know if the i don't know if the base box was so i'm just checking here again checking here again yeah so all the expansions are 50 percent off on the plaid hat website right now and there are a lot of expansions let me tell you probably a dozen of them yeah or so (laughs) so instead of 15 dollars or 750 that's pretty good actually yeah, that is a good deal, but the base game is still 50 bucks. So. Oh, there's a lot of expansions. I told you there's a lot of expansions. <laughs> All right. And there's 241 cards. Oh. So so 30% would be about 75 cards yeah. for $30. It's not bad. Well, it's it's I more mean, of a support. It's more of a yeah, sign no, of support, but yeah, I mean, I I guess if you spent no, you know what? There's definitely games I spent that much money on and have had less cards in it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, knocking that yeah. at all. Just in my head, trying to think. Since I've already spent fifty dollars on the base game, you yeah. Know, do I want to spend another thirty dollars to make it still playable? Basically, well, it's still playable. It is still playable <laughs> in the way it is. But if I want to have it be compatible with mm-hmm. things going forward, mm-hmm. and I do wonder though, then if this is thirty percent of the. Well, here we go. This pack is. Of cards is consisted of rebalanced, redesigned, and reprinted Ashes 1.0 cards, 30% of the card pool. So does that include all of the expansions, though, too? So is that also fixed? Oh, like if you bought because 1.0 encompasses know, so, all the expansions. I'm assuming so, yeah. Well, that would be something so a consumer would want to email Team Covenant about. <laughs> yes. So very, very interesting there. But anyway, uh, yeah. Ashes, like I said, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool way to do it, so. Cool, cool. Anything else you want to say about uh, Ashes? No, it's just nice to see something like that happening um, in the board game industry. So hopefully more of that. All right. So my final topic. Last week, PlayStation held a state of play. And they didn't really talk that much about PS5. They said it would focus mostly on PS4 and PSVR. So it did do that with a few little PS5 nuggets in there. But obviously... No date, no price, none of those things. Josh, when do you think we're going to find out the price of next-gen consoles? I don't even want to guess. When are we going to be able to pre-order I don't them? even want to guess, Kyle. It's insane. It has to be this month, right? It has to be in August, right? It doesn't. Do you really think it'll be like in September? <laughs> I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know. It should have been in June. Either. I have no idea. <laughs> it should have been done a long time ago. But anyway, so they did hold, like I said, the state of play. Uh, as was rumored, there was, you know, there was a rumor state of play for early August for a long time, but I don't think most people expected it to focus on this type of content. You know, the the rumor was it was going to be a counterpunch to Xbox's event at the end of uh, June, or excuse me, end of July, and, you know, PlayStation did come back, but really with, you know, things focused on games for this gen, though two games that I thought for sure were going to be in there were not, which I thought was weird, but that's okay. So with all of that, Josh, did you watch this state of play? I didn't watch it live. Um, but you have since watched. It. I was, I was, uh, um, yeah. I I watched. I didn't watch the event as a whole. I actually watched like clips of trailers afterwards because I was uh, being tortured by taking care of my child. <laughs> Got you. Well, that sounds exciting. That was fun. So, <laughs> uh, and we're not going to go through the whole event. I don't know that we need to go through every game in there. Um, but, Josh, overall, anything you're interested in, anything that you thought looked interesting, anything you thought 
was not interesting. Kind of what were your thoughts on the games that they showed and talked about? So I will be buying Us Vader Immortal uh, as soon as they'll let me buy it. It's still not pre-orderable or purchasable. Correct. And it comes out in like two weeks. <laughs> August 25th. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two, three, yeah, two and a half weeks. Yeah, um, right around the corner. Uh, I did watch... The, the Hitman um, VR trailer looked interesting, but they didn't really show... Um, it says it's all of the Hitman games. I don't know how they're going to make that work in VR, but I'm interested to see how right. that works. I mean, they showed him like uh, moving his individual fingers, and I know that's only doable in Oculus, so I don't know how they're going to make it yeah. uh, work in PSVR. It'll be very interesting. But it is kind of cool that... Because in Hitman 3, you can import import all the maps from Hitman 1 and 2 into the third oh. game. So, And that's just even just for the base game, you know, not the VR game. So, But it is pretty, I think, impressive that the entire all three games yeah. you'll be able to play in VR. It's kind of cool. Now, will it be good? Who we'll knows? have to wait and see. But the <laughs> fact that they went for yeah. it, I think is kind of cool. I'm more skeptical on Hitman, but I'm interested to see, uh, you know, how it is. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we saw the Control uh, Alan Wake trailer. Interesting, cool. Yep. Um, we saw a interesting trailer from a problematic studio. Um, yeah, that's interesting. The, the hood trailer looks interesting, but I need to see some gameplay because there was a very little bit. Oh, at did the I end. miss the gameplay at the end? Okay. Yeah, the in the last thirty to forty-five seconds uh, of the I'll trailer, watch, it's all gameplay. I'll watch that. Um, the pedestrian looked cool. Not a game I'm going to play. Uh, it's just a different take on a platformer, so it's still a platformer, right? Um, uh, uh, you you would have to sit me in a room for four hours and explain to me what Bugsnax is and why people are excited about it. <laughs> it's all about the song. Uh, it's all about the song. I missed Pathless and Genshin Impact and Alto Chess, but Godfall looks great. I can't wait to see more of that game. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are all the hits for me. What about you? So, overall, I thought that starting with Crash was a good idea. I don't know if I'm sold on Crash, but I think they're, they've are they done a lot of really cool things with it. I don't know that I'll buy the game at release, but having all the different takes that they are on it, the number of levels that they have in it, all the stuff that they're doing, it really seems like a pretty great package. Uh, so, that was cool to see. Uh, did you ever play Braid? I did way, way, way so too long ago that I don't remember much about it. I know, and that's why I'm trying to decide. See, people, it's interesting because online people seem most excited about Braid, it seems, yeah. uh, and Splunky too. Like those were yeah, the Splunky games that most too. people seem. Like, okay, yeah, we're we're really awesome about. I have Splunky on. I think almost every system I own that is on, but I've never actually played it. Yeah, I mean, I think I do own Splunky on multiple platforms as well. <laughs> yeah, so you know. Uh, I think it's nice to get the updates about, especially with Spelunky, knowing that it's coming out in September is nice because that was a game that was announced a long time ago that people were super excited about. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the Hood game, with when I saw the gameplay... Yeah, I'm getting to the gameplay uh, now. It, it, hmm, yeah. Let me see if it changes it my looks, mind. <laughs> I think conceptually it's interesting, but it's basically a PvPVE game. Oh, Oh, PvPVE, yeah. Okay, it's it's for honor. A little bit, yeah. That's what, yeah, PvPVE. That's for honor, yep. for sure. Yep. Okay, so, I don't know that I need another for honor, but hey, 
yeah so it looked, like i said it looked kind of interesting it's a cool use of that uh license since it is like you know out in the market and and anyone can use it so that's kind of neat there uh but i think honestly for me okay we'll go back a couple of things genshin impact is a game i have been interested in i tried to get into the beta for it and, and never got picked uh it looks pretty interesting i know from the last beta from what i told was read about it from people who were in it that it run ran pretty poorly uh so hopefully that's something they can fix uh but i think it's still, i still think the game looks kind of interesting uh, so that's something i'm kind of Kyle keeping game. an eye on it is yeah. a Kyle game it's something i keep an eye on for sure uh temtem i know a lot of people are excited about doesn't that's i don't think is a, a kyle game other than i like animals that's cool uh i watched the movie togo this weekend did you, have you ever seen togo no, i'm familiar with that uh, oh it's on disney plus you should watch it it's oh, really good is um, it the dog with willem my... dafoe it is the dog okay what's that willem dafoe yeah yeah it's actually pretty good i was surprised but anyway that's not that you're there uh just animals togo here we go because uh, tem temtem togo anyway. <laughs> um godfall i was a little I feel like Godfall, Godfall was the halo of this show, if that makes yeah, sense. Yes, I know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll have to go back. I didn't watch the trailer again later. Number one, I'm try. Mm, sorry, guy who is doing the voiceover. I, mm, I just someone with a little more enthusiasm would have been helpful. I think. Uh, I know you're working hard and you're and you're really putting everything into a game that you care a lot about. I mm, just. A little more oomph in the voice might have been a little helpful there for me. I think it was good that they said this was a game, you know, that the the they were showing early development footage because I, I think it left a little to be desired for me, but not it wasn't bad. It just was not, you know, quite everything I wanted it to be. The game I'm actually most ex- uh, excited for actually is The Pathless. So this was a game that was originally revealed at the PlayStation 5 reveal event, and then I, I had no idea what it was. But getting the overview, did you watch the Is it like a rhythm shooter? Right? No, but basically when you shoot the little symbols that are there, that's what allows you to continue moving. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which I think is an interesting concept. Uh, so it's just different. It's something that's different and unique, and, and the way you navigate the world looks really different. Uh, so it's something I am far more interested in than I was. I'm going to... Mm, this this might be wrong. It's probably wrong, but I'm going to go out and say it anyway. I'm going to guess that the Pathless is going to be the PS5 PS Plus game when the when the console comes out. Okay. Kind of like, um. Oh, why am I blanking on it? The game from Housemark that was PS Plus when PS4 came out. Resogun. There we go. Oh. Uh, just like Resogun <laughs> was that game that was the PS Plus game when PS4 came yeah. out. That and actually, um. The studio that's owned by Microsoft now. Contrast. That game also was. But I think the Pathless might be that. Because uh, the it's coming from the developers of Obzu. Um, so obviously a little bit of a smaller team. Probably have... PlayStation could probably throw a little money their way. Mm, that's my guess. And I'm thinking that's why we saw it again. Though I could be... Boss Fight looks really cool. Yeah. So that, that game honestly was the one that heightened my interest the most. Just because I knew nothing about it. And said, hey, that looks kind of cool. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. But I want to know more. So that's kind of where I sat. Overall, I think they met what their expectation was. They said, hey, we're going to update some PS4 games and some PSVR games. You know, we're really not going to talk much about any PS5 games you haven't already seen and nothing from the first party. And they did exactly that. I was a little bit surprised. Squash the hype before there's any hype. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Like really temper expectations. But like I said, I still think this was a good round look at the things that are coming soonish. 
I do was kind of surprised that there was no Marvel stuff because I thought with Marvel's Avengers and with the talk of Spider-Man, I kind of thought maybe that would be there. And the other thing that I thought would be there that wasn't was Call of Duty. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be there. Yeah, and from what I'm hearing now, according to some folks, it sounds like we actually might get this reveal on tomorrow, Monday. So the day after, or the day before, or the day, yeah. We come out on Tuesday, supposedly yesterday. As things work with Call us. Call of Duty was revealed. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, but that's kind of what the rumor was, which makes me wonder if there's maybe no console partnership, which would seem weird that there's no one. Mm, they might do, if they do their own thing, they'll do it through Game Awards, right? Uh, so Jeff Keighley will do something. I'm sure that they could still like pop in that like one year PlayStation exclusive maps or whatever at the end. Yeah, but they, I mean, they completely went away from that for the current that's one. That's true. So that's why I'm wondering if, I don't know if micro, maybe they're back in Microsoft's court, if maybe PlayStation is still with them, but because the amount of exclusive content that's on PlayStation now is so limited that they're like, yeah, you can just kind of do your own thing. That's fine. I think. Maybe it's not beneficial because everyone buys Call of Duty no matter what console they have. Maybe yeah, Sony's not that. seeing a bump for the investment. Right. That's very, very possible that people are just buying Call of Duty every year no matter yeah, what. Yeah, like we already know that you no guys are going to buy Call of Duty. Like we don't need to give them $100 million to <laughs> give us a year yeah. of content. Yeah, no no kidding. So, But anyway... Overall, like I said, I thought it was fine. I, you know, I, I don't know that there's anything that totally blew my socks off. I don't know that there is anything that was a total dud. Uh, but it was just some good updates on games that we kind of knew about. And, you know, a couple announcements of games we didn't, which was kind of nice. So, overall, I think I think personally, and I know I'm a, a little bit of a, a Sony pony, I think <laughs> they're kind of hitting their stride with their state of plays. Yeah. I, I, I think they're feeling pretty good. And even when they're not having a ton of content that is... Um, for everyone, that kind of stuff. I mean, the crash stuff at the beginning was kind of long, but then at the, and stuff with Godfall was at the end, so you could totally like ditch it if you didn't want to watch it. Most of the other stuff was pretty fast. Most of it was gameplay. There obviously were some things that weren't, but there was overall a lot of gameplay shown. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know I feel like they're really hitting their strides with their state of plays, and and if they continue down this road, uh, I think this is a comfortable format for them to to keep doing things on. Uh, it feels pretty good overall. To crash. Me. What about you? Do you think? Crash looks good. I'm watching it now. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like, this is one of those platformers I actually did enjoy back in the day. Mm-hmm. It looks basically just like updated old Crash. So Yeah. Um, I think they said there's over 100 levels. Okay. Well, that's a, a little right. bit much. <laughs> uh, but I might <laughs> so. be interested in checking this out. Um, yeah. I mean, good on them. They did a good job. They still don't get a pass. Just like Microsoft on not giving us console information. Uh, yeah. It really is just a big old like elephant in the room in every one of these press conferences. When are I you know. getting to what people want to know? People need to save money. <laughs> That's right. Give us a price. Okay. Even if they didn't give well, us a date, just s- give us a price for crying out loud. Right. Well, there was an article even a week ago that said that neither one of them actually know the price yeah, yet. That's that. why we haven't gotten it. <laughs> I saw that. So that, which is potentially true. That's very. They're interesting. both sitting Did in boardrooms see... and they're going, "Well, we could sell it for this little and this much. <laughs> how much can we lose? <laughs> yeah. How much money can we lose? Yeah. Uh, or how much could we potentially make? Did you see though that there was a leaked Xbox controller? Yes, I did see that. That had about handsome uh, controller S, or the series, the series S. Yeah, series X um, and listed S. On it. Yeah. Yep. So obviously Lockhart probably coming tr- soon. 
I, I really think I think by the end of the month we'll, we'll have release dates and price for both. Uh, I, think. I hope so. I think they're gonna come. In, I think they're also gonna come in very quick section succession from one another. Oh yeah, for sure. Within days, they're all within days. They all have other. their videos yeah. done. Right. They, they just, just don't have like, the price screen on there. <laughs> It's just gonna be this voiceover that's like, and this could all be yours for three hundred yeah. and it's gonna go like back like to like lady the lady robot other voice. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just waiting, just waiting. So yeah. Anyway, cool. Well, hey, that's it for this week. No emails or questions from listeners. So with that, Josh, we're gonna move on to well-rounded life. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you one thing we're currently into that is not gaming related. That is helping us live that well-rounded life. Josh, what is your recommendation this week? So I, I didn't have one until we started talking at the beginning of the show. Um, and you kind of inspired me to remember something that I love. Um, uh, it is related to um, I played Pathfinder for the first time officially mm-hmm. last week. Um, I had a great. Was it, it fun? Was great. Uh, my, our, <laughs> my buddy wrote a song about my character as a bard, and he sang it to us. And I wish I recorded it because it told my story <laughs> that I wrote for my character Very before cool. we started playing. It was it was pretty crazy. Uh, but that being said, um, talking about community, Dan Harmon had a podcast uh, called Harmontown. And when that started, um, it was just him and I think Jeff Davis from Whose Line Is It Anyway. Mm-hmm. And they would just do talk about crazy stuff. And, and one day, um, uh, they were like, they always ask questions from the crowd. And one of the guys named Spencer said, Hey, can, can I come up and we can play D&D together? And Dan was like, uh, Yeah, let's do that. And then it became a thing. And he brought him on. He became Dan's personal assistant. He became like this huge staple of the show, and then they created a show called Harmon Quest, and you can get it on VRV. Um, that's how I had to watch it. Originally, it was on CISO, which is now no longer existing. Uh, you right. can probably also find it online if you search hard enough. Uh, there's three seasons of it. You can get a free 30 month trial, 30 month, <laughs> 30 day. I was like, I was going to say, dang, you can get a 30 free months. 30 day Ooh. trial for VRV if this is interesting to you at all. But basically, what they did was um, they played D D with their regular group of people from Harmontown, but they had a celebrity guest on each episode, and then it was animated by artists um, and made into an animated. So you see them at the table talking, but then as they get into the story, it's all animated. And it's just it's just improv comics playing D D. And like some like notable like Aubrey Plaza was on and her character was hilarious and or the way she improvised. And they do all these characters, so they only take part in this one part of the quest. So, mm-hmm. you know, either typically the character dies or leaves in some way, but they always right. like profoundly affect the quest. Um, Kunmail Nanjiani is a great one too. Um, there's been a lot of great guests on the show. Um, so if you're into that kind of like stuff, um, comedy and D and D and fantasy, it's, it's one of my favorite series and it's just crazy to me that it's not more widely available, like on a Netflix or a Hulu. Um, which right. I imagine at some point it will come to those because while well, we talked about community being popular on Netflix yeah. and I'm sure they're looking to buy more Dan Harmon stuff. 
Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to something else. But uh, Harmony Quest is an easy recommendation from me to you. All right. So here's my question quick before I go on to mine. If the community movie happens, what is the percent chance that it's a Netflix movie? Oh, 100%. Okay, I kind of thought so as well. Okay, so my recommendation <laughs> is actually Josh's recommendation from last week. So thank you, Josh. Uh, and that is I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the, the docuseries on HBO Max uh, about the book by Michelle McNamara and the search for the Golden State Killer. Uh, I will echo everything Josh said last week. It is a heavy topic matter. There are some very, very challenging uh, topics and interviews and conversations that happen throughout the show. And while I'll say that sometimes the show might get a little, I don't want to say artsy fartsy. I know what you mean though. But <laughs> what's I that? know exactly what you mean. But it, there's just a sometimes a layer of drama and artsiness layered over what is happening. That for me, I don't totally know if it's needed. I I kind of get it. But it, for me, it overall did not detract from what's going on in the show for me. I, I think it's very, very interesting. The conversations they have with those involved, with the people who are close to Michelle McNamara, uh, are really interesting, really insightful and thoughtful conversations to have about the impact that these things can have on you, the impact, obviously, her life had on those around her, and obviously the results of uh, her writing and her investigation on this whole situation. is pretty mind-blowing if you really think oh, about yeah. it. So. Uh, the one thing I will say that's very frustrating is I really wish Roku and HBO could get their stuff together. Yes. And the fact that HBO Max <laughs> is not on Roku players is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And all of the all of these streaming services that can't get their things together, figure it out, please. We're all talking about cutting the cord and all of these things are making going back to cable seem like the easy option. Even though it's still more expensive, I actually just got rid of YouTube TV because it went up to $65 a month. Oh my, a month? Uh, yeah, YouTube TV <laughs> just went up to 65 bucks a month, wow. so I canceled it right before. <laughs> yeah, this was the month it was going up, and I was like, I'm out! Uh, so I picked up HBO Max instead, uh, which is funny because you can could, you could use the HBO app on Roku with your HBO Max account, but only watch HBO things, nothing that is considered HBO Max content. Wow. It's so weird because there's no hbo max app it's just the hbo, HBO app. go or hbo now yeah yeah it's, it's so weird so weird but anyway i'll be gone in the dark hbo max check it out it's very very good josh what do you say we wrap the show up yes i say we do that <laughs> always a weird transition sounds great <laughs> thanks for joining us everyone in addition to finding us on twitter and instagram at board of fiji you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash board with fiji so feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you if you want to communicate better than I am now in the more long form, or you're just not feeling social media, feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag ourselves with hashtag boardwithfiji, so please use that hashtag as well on all social medias. And whatever podcast service you are listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. You can find me on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network at Why So Serious. I'm on Steam, but I'll only be playing Horizon Zero Dawn on my PC for a little while, so I won't be playing multiplayer games. Uh... And yeah, I'm still on the Switch. Come and find me. 
I'm there. Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me on all of the usual places. Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media. Just a reminder, next week is going to be Metafall. Turnaround will be pretty tight this time. Probably only have about a week and a half to get your to your to get your scores submitted. Uh, but just be on the lookout for that. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. Stop gaming.